Hello and welcome to the Balanced Business Dad Podcast. This podcast is just one part of the Balanced Business Dad movement. This movement provides a platform of the important pillars of life while building this council of dads to support each other as we work to balance our lives. The six pillars of life that we strive to balance are our faith, our health, our marriage, fatherhood, brotherhood, and our business. We are here to build a council of dads to celebrate wins and as well as to share the challenges of being a husband and a father and all the while working to keep our pillars in balance. The goal of the Balanced Business Dad movement is for dads to be better in all things balanced because everyone in our lives deserves it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Balanced Business Dad. As always, I am Dustin Hogue, one of your co-hosts, and with me is my other co-host, RJ Campbell. RJ, how are we doing? We're doing great. Hello, guys. Guys, can you believe that this is episode 15, and I am super excited about this episode as we have a special guest that I have known a very short amount of time, probably less than a month, um, but an executive coach out of uh, California, correct? That's correct. Andrew Simila. Um, and man, does he have a story. Andrew and I met at an event that I was speaking at, and he was the keynote speaker in Kansas City. And dads, guys, I was blown away. It was one of the best keynotes I've ever heard, and I've been to a lot of these things. And he just wowed me all the way, and I knew I had to learn more about him, uh, get to know his story, and why not share it with the rest of us out there? Because I know that we are going to get so many nuggets because the uh, you know hour I got to hear him speak, I don't think I wrote so many notes down. It, it was pretty incredible. So, Andrew, thank you so much and welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it, Dustin. RJ, thank you much for having me. And uh, hey to everyone that's listening. Yeah, uh, guys, so we're just going to jump right into this. And Andrew, first of all, I'm just going to. I'm going to admit it out there. So we always try to do a little bit of background on people that we're going to interview. And you may be the most secretive person on the internet I've ever seen. I think I found (laughs) one thing about you online and it was actually about, wow, a church that I guess you were serving at. And I was like, why is this guy so hidden on here? So then you got to, you got to start from the beginning and tell us who you are besides me. I know you're a husband and I know you're a father and I know you're a coach, but who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Uh, definitely hidden for sure. Um, not intentional though. And I think, uh, yeah, I think for me, uh, I was a pastor, uh, for quite some years and have been in ministry for, since I was a kid, you know, I got saved at 17 and, uh, really, um, was became evangelistic and really cared about my friends meeting Jesus. And that kind of led me on this journey of what would it look like for me to, um, you know, walk that out in my own personal life. And so I uh, became a pastor, was pastor for about nine years. And um, yeah, I just kind of uh, transitioned recently in the last two years to uh, executive coaching full time and be able to continue to help people in that space. But, but yeah, it's not easy to to find me online. I think uh, when it comes to social media or it comes to anything like that, I'm always, um, 
slow to the game, but uh, I, I don't know. I guess I'm looking at stepping into that a little bit more into the public space. But yeah, for me, my focus has is, is always been just the people I'm sitting right in front of or on the call with across from in this Zoom or, uh, you know, on a podcast or whatever it is. I'm just really intentional with the people I'm with. And uh, I guess I could put myself out there a little bit more in the visual space. But yeah, wow, that's cool. I mean, talk about being present. You know, I just want to be intentional with the people I'm with. I love that. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your, your, your wife, I mean, your husband, right? How long, how many kids, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, my wife and I, we met in New York. We've been married for nine years coming this April and, uh, it's exciting. Yeah. Just to be married, uh, to go through all these seasons of life and marriage. Uh, I have three kids. I got a two-year-old, a four-year-old and a six-year-old. And uh, we're right in the thick of it. And uh, it's cool. Yeah, we live in California. We love the beach. Uh, We love being out in nature. We love uh, going on adventures. We love camping. We love surfing. We love uh, snowboarding, hiking. In fact, we can do it all in one day here in California. And so, yeah, we're just, uh, we love it. We run our own businesses. Uh, Like you mentioned, I'm an executive coach with Novus Global. My wife creates content for brands. We kind of always thought, man, let's create a life um, that is inspiring, a life that's impactful, a life that we actually do what we love. And so we kind of set out on this journey to create a career around our life instead of a life around our career. And we just decided, man, we want to be a family. We want to do everything together. We want to raise our kids as the primary and as the focus of it. And uh how can we create resource? How can we create value? How can we create impact through the things that we love and uh, continue to do what we love? So it's great. Man, I love cool. that. Um, wow, that that was great. So, and you know, in the balance business that we talk a lot of the six pillars, right? Which we talk about faith, health, marriage, fatherhood, brotherhood, and career. And it sounds like a lot of your life is revolved around every single one of them, but I would love to, you know, hear kind of your grasp. When I talk about those pillars, what, what do you hear? What do you feel? Um, what does that mean to you? Yeah, I, I do, um, hold those pillars, uh, in my own life. It's high value when it comes to faith. I think that's obviously for me, it's the foundation. It's the thing that we build everything upon. It's my belief in Jesus. It's my belief in what God's uh, doing in and through my life and, and through other people's lives. It's it's everything. It's it's the uh, you know it's the foolish man that builds his house on the sand. Scripture tells us, but it's the wise man that builds his house on the rock. And so when you say the word foundation, I think no matter what winds come my way, no matter what seasons or circumstances or situations, my family, my my life, my personal choice to 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 build build my life on this rock. Jesus is, is, uh, my firm foundation. And I believe that no matter what comes our way, if it's built on Jesus, we can make it through it. So foundation of faith is, uh, is everything. Health is so vital. You know, it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like who we have to become in order to accomplish what we're committed to. And it's really like, wow, I just, I, I want to have, I sometimes equated to like the gas in the tank, you know, it's like, or, or even just the, the car and the quality of it in itself. It's like on the outside, it can look like your life is amazing, you know, and like everything is like awesome. But, uh, on the inside, it's the stuff that's kind of unseen. And so whether that's a physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, or financial health, I think health is, is everything. It gets you to, to where you actually want to go. 
And so, um, yeah, marriage is, is vital. And I've had so much fun being in, in, in love with my wife and dating her and being married to her. And, um, it's a daily thing that we are continuing to, uh, carve, carve out and figure out. And so, yeah, when it comes to those pillars of, uh, marriage, fatherhood, I mean, being a dad growing up, you know, for me, I, I never had posters on my wall of like athletes or superstars. Like I want to be like Mike or, or nothing. And I always admired people like that or Tony Hawk in the skating or surfing Kelly Slater or whatever, but I just never grew up and was like, yo, I want to be that. In fact, I just, I just always, and I can honestly say, I just wanted to be a dad and, and, uh, I don't know where that came from. Maybe it was my dad hanging on the chain link fence at my baseball games and how that impacted me so much. But um, yeah, I think for me, it was just like, when I grow up, I want to be a dad. (laughs) It didn't sound sexy when you're like 16, but like, I think, I think as you get older, it's like, and you have kids, uh, I think I can accomplish a lot in life. I I know for sure that's what we're going after. But at the end of the day, if I was to die to, tonight, uh, man, the impact on my kids is is everything to me. And so I want to make sure I'm always uh, having this moment, freezing it and holding it. Shout out to Eminem, where I can just uh, with my kids, not let those moments pass me by and uh, really maximize that. And then brotherhood. Personally, with Blood Brothers, I have three of them, so that's strong. And then uh, my homies, my friends, the people I call family, uh, they're thick and thin through everything with me. And then, uh, yeah, business is an awesome endeavor. That's awesome. And first of all, so many questions based off that. You know, you, you mentioned something. We went through all six, sorry. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. I love it. We I were right it. down the line. <laughs> <laughs> the one question I had actually was from one of the first things you said because I know you're on the West Coast. How did you meet your wife in New York? Yeah, no, she went out there. Um, we, she went out to New York in 2012 to uh, to work and to to do life with friends and people that she was she was involved with. And I went out there to kind of explore what it would look like for me to, uh, you know, live in a city as well as uh, was a part of a church and a movement out there. And so for me, we just kind of met at an event one night and. Um, it was just kind of a, a serendipity type moment and it was a vibe, but I chased her for 12, um, uh, sorry, for one year, year and a half actually. And I asked her out 12 times across that year and a half. And she said no every single time. So it was a New York hustle. I had to, <laughs> I had to go after it. But once she said, yes, we were engaged three months after that and then married. Uh, so it was um, married in four years so or four months. So it was awesome. It, it moved fast once it finally got going. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you do just, it. You just had to you know, get bring her around to that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's all. You know, sometimes we know things and the other people just have to, they take their time uh, processing a little longer. So I love yeah. that story in Kansas City and I thought it was great. You mentioned, in the, you know, the start of this that you, you were saved and have kind of been in ministry since you were 17. Is there a story around that? How did, how do you feel like you were called to that or just one day, hey, it happened? Yeah, no, I, I grew up in a Christian home and I was fortunate enough to have parents that that valued faith and valued uh, us knowing about Jesus. And shout out to my parents. They're amazing. And I love them to death. And uh, they just kind of raised us in in a way that like uh, wasn't really like, hey, this is what you have to do. But this is who who we are and what we believe. And uh, I just kind of, um, you know, when you grow up in a Christian home. Your, your parents, you know, tell you whether you have a choice or not, you're going to to church on Sunday, that kind of vibe, like 
for me in my house. <laughs> We're going to circle like that kind of thing. And I was yeah. like, all right. And, but when I was 16, I went to a summer camp and uh, it was a, a radical moment in my life where in worship, the youth band was terrible, but God's presence was awesome. And uh, <laughs> it's usually how it goes. You don't need a lot. for God to do a lot. And uh, yeah, I think for me, it was really awesome because I just was like, it became real. You know, I wasn't secondhand smoking it anymore. It was like, I really, really experienced it for myself. Like, wow, who, who Jesus is. I felt the Holy Spirit. It was a moment in my life where it was transformational. And so from there, I really, um, you know, at 16, we, we just, I came back down the mountain from summer camp, you know, Oh, like, don't let the fire burn out, burn all your Blink-182 CDs, like that, that kind of moment. And now I'm like calling my youth pastor, like, hey, man, you got those CDs? Like, um, but yeah, I think at that moment, I threw it all away and was after Jesus wholeheartedly. I started writing music. I started talking to my friends. I started going to the skate park. I started surfing with, with all my friends. They just, I just couldn't shut up about it. And we ended up seeing our youth ministry grow in, in all of our communities and our neighborhoods. And the next summer camp, it was like, you know, I'm 17 years old. This is my, this is my time. I'm going to make this thing count. And so, um, yeah, it was just set, set me off on that journey of like, I wonder what's possible, um, when you're on fire for Jesus. That's awesome. What a story. What a story. So love that moving on a two-year-old, a four-year-old and a six-year-old help me. So (laughs) you guys are outnumbered because I have an almost six-year-old and a two-year-old. So I don't have that one in the middle. And I couldn't imagine there being one more in the middle of those two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Totally outnumbered. The four-year-old's like amazing. So he's the easy one. But um, yeah, it's, you know, having three kids is, is awesome. And it's, and it's crazy at the same time. I think it was beautiful about having kids is each one is so different. And when you had your first one, what, where maybe for me, it was just like, I don't know if we can have another, cause I don't know what can beat my daughter. You know, uh, yep. I don't know what's better than, I don't know. I'm scared. Like, I don't, I don't know who's going to come out and what's going to like, are they going to be as cool as this girl? Is, is she, <laughs> you know, I don't know. And so I wrestled with that. But when my second child uh, was born, it was like your heart expands, like every dad I think would know. And this new human and this personality is like uh, amazing. It's so different than, than my daughter. And obviously with the second one, I was thinking the same, I don't know if the third one is even going to be able to compete or keep up. And so Mickey, our youngest comes along and he's, he's just amazing. And he's just like full of life and, a and he's, he's like a wrecking ball. He's like the size of a wrecking ball as well. And he weighs as much as a wrecking ball. And uh, we just, for some reason, he's just so cute. He's just in destructo mode the whole time. And I hate it, but it's cool. It's like, I wonder who he's going to be when he grows up. Um, but yeah, having three kids, managing it, balancing that lifestyle of all the other pillars and then, and then also creating value and importance around, uh, you know, being a dad is huge. Yeah. I so- think that's so funny. Cause I can remember those times after we had our first son and then when you're having right. the second one and thinking, man, I think they're going to, you, you got to assume, we just think they're going to be the same person. There's just going to be another one exactly yeah. like one. And they're, I mean, they were, and still are, they're 180 degree opposites, but in great ways. They're both yeah. so funny. We're like, wow, totally. that's a, this, this one's totally different. Yep. 
Yep. And then they make some type of uh, impactful mistake or wreck something or break something. And then you turn to your wife and go, that's so you. <laughs> it's like, are you serious? It's you. It's not me. It's it's you. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's kind of you. So yeah. the three kids we talked about, obviously there's, there's some uh, craziness going on with that. And you just, you, I'm not going to say you went out of serving because I think what you do now, you're still serving maybe in a different role, different kind of ministry. Absolutely. Um, but tell me about the balance. I mean, you left something you've known for a long time in a ministry to go as an executive, a coach. And now I obviously a coach myself know that you're yeah. the way you're still serving and building people up in a different kind of ministry. But a, how did that transition happen? How do you go from being in ministry to now an executive coach? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, as a pastor, I think I'm always a pastor. It's not what I do. It's who I am. And so whether I'm a part of, uh, an organized, uh, church, you know, on, on staff or salary or whatever, for me, it's, it's more about who I am and what I believe God's calling us to do is, as, um, people who love him to, to love him with all our hearts and to love our neighbor. And so I think everyone, if they want to be, has, has got the opportunity to to pastor and to love and to care for people. So that's never been something that I've stopped doing. Uh, but the transition was just, um, you know, like what would it look like for us to uh, step into serving people in a different way? And what would it look like for us to to go after and help people create the life that they want? And I think that's my vision and my goal is like, how often do people get in their own way? And you know, preaching and being on platform and pastoring. One thing about being a pastor at a church as, as uh, our, our generation makes it is like, you don't get to choose who you pastor, right? <laughs> like someone rocks up to your church and like, can you pray for me? And you're like a punk. If you say no, you can't say no. You're like, of course I'm going to pray for you. You don't even get to choose. Someone calls you pastor and you you didn't even get the choice of like, if I'm your pastor or like, I don't know. I just, okay, I guess I'm your pastor. And so one thing about executive coaching is really cool is I get to really uh, coach people. I love to to coach and I get to choose who I want to coach and, and really look at their lives and their vision and where they want to go and then kind of see how they might be getting in their own way and explore that with them and take a look at, um, you know, what they think is possible or what might even be possible beyond that. And so, yeah, the transition just happened because I felt like we were, we were looking at stepping into something a little bit more specific to helping people in their specific spheres of life and not so uh, general. And with preaching, it's like 45 minutes of talking. It's like a, a monologue and um, you know, people listen and you tell them, you know, primarily it's like, this is the scripture. This is what I think. This is what you can do. Here's five things or whatever. But like with coaching, I love it because real explore it's it's such an exploration it's like uh it, it holds a space for questions it's it's a dialogue it's not a monologue it's um it's creating value in every conversation and who knows where those conversations can go what value and impact and uh, results it can create and so yeah it was just a transition about hey i wonder what's next what's new and falling falling into executive coaching right that, that you know what's funny to me is me being able to see you in person, like I said, I guess it's been three or four weeks now. You, it looked like you were born to do that. <clears throat> it looked like you were born to speak to people, but to really move people. So I can understand mm-hmm. the, the pastoral background coming in there. But yeah, with that, how you made it in, into the business thing. And there, it, was a, it was a keynote on choices. And it was just absolutely amazing. Yeah. You were born to do this. And so obviously, you know, God's calling you into your right role at this right season in life. Mm-hmm. 
it was pretty amazing to see that. I had no idea. It's only been two years because, I mean, you look, act, sound, and have just as much knowledge as the best of them out there that have been doing it for 30 years. So that's that's really <laughs> Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, I I think you just um, you have the opportunity to grab everything that was good from your last chapter for what you've gone through. And I think life gives you that amazing opportunity to choose what you bring in. It's like when I was married with my wife, there's things in my family that we chose not to. And there's things that in her family we chose not to bring in. But hey, there's a lot of really good from where we've come from and what's the marriage we want to create and what's the life we want to create. And so same with the last season, you know, it's easy to look at something from a victim's perspective or a victim mentality or feel like whatever uh, about a situation or a last season. But my, my choice was, um, you know, to, to create the life I want. And so being a victim gets you the sympathy you want. It just doesn't get you the life you want. And so for me, it was like, what would it look like to create the life I want and to choose all the really rad things I got by being uh, in that pastoral role and actually bring it into this next season as a coach and how much more I can care for people, how much more I can help people, how much more can we serve and love and, and see people grow and step into the life that they actually want for theirs. So it's been a really cool season season to to take that ownership and to say hey let's let's choose the future and uh let's create it it's a generative future it doesn't have to be a default future so that's awesome you know we talk about what it means to be the balanced business dad what that means and you know Hmm. after a lot of the conversation we talk about that it's it's waking up every morning and striving to be better in these pillars of life than you were yesterday right Hmm. to be better in our faith it's to be the better in our health. It's to be the better husband, et cetera, et cetera. And you've pretty much pinpointed all that because it's the life you choose that you want to live. And uh, that's yeah. how, thank you for that. Yeah. I'd love to even add like an upgrade for that with um, the listeners here. Like better is better is amazing. But when I look at scripture, I think like, I don't have any record of Jesus ever doing better. I have a record of him doing new And like, for me, it's like, I wonder what's new for people. Like if your marriage is on the rocks and it's not like where it needs to be a better, bad marriage is still a bad marriage. (laughs) So like, what would a new marriage look like? I want to invite people into a new opportunity for it's a new heaven and a new earth. You are in Christ, a new creation for the old is gone as the new is here. It's like, it's like God offers so much more than what we deem is better. And so even in business, man, my business has been through a pandemic. It's been situated. Like we saw people do new things. Like you go to New York city right now and there's restaurants that are on the street now. And it's like, y'all didn't even have like, tables and now you got like 18 tables outside it's not the same it's a new opportunity for people in life to create what they want and that comes down to choice and so it's not to say that better isn't great it's just an upgrade to say i wonder what's new and what's on the horizon for people's lives yeah so i don't know if you saw what just happened or heard what just happened but you know when you have you think that you have things figured out in your business and man, you're doing so good. And then a coach will say one thing and it's going to screw your mind up. And now that's all I'm going to be thinking about is not better. It's new. Holy, like my mind is literally blown. Like everything on my whiteboards all across my office right now. I got to erase. That is, that is a coach, ladies and gentlemen, that is a coach right there. Wow. Yeah. Andrew just screwed up seven hours of work for Dustin and I. We've been doing a bunch of brainstorming about our brands and about our businesses. And we've used the word better 832 times. So we can erase yeah. all the word better and just kind of like, 
dang it, we thought we had this figured out. We thought we were geniuses, and we just got beaten up in one sentence. We really did. <laughs> so, well, you. I, yeah. No, that is. Awesome. invite you into so much more, you know. It does. Wow. I love it. So powerful. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at your pillars, you know, those the faith, health, marriage, fatherhood, brotherhood, businesses. Like I have a brother, right? And it's like um, I have three of them. And you, if you have siblings, you know what that's like. You go through seasons in life. And for me to say, man, I want a better relationship with my brother. It's like, I don't even know what that looks like. But for me to erase the whiteboard, like you guys are about to do in about 20 minutes, it's like, <laughs> I wonder what a new relationship would look like. And sometimes that calls us to personally, like a forgiveness or a uh, dealing with a resentment or a bitterness, or maybe it was a letdown in your business, or maybe the relationship with your kids, there was something that went on and you just want to build like a better relationship with your kids. And it's not really everything that you always wanted it to be. It's like life gives you this amazing opportunity at every single morning you wake up to go, I wonder what new looks like, man. I wonder what new it looks like in my marriage. Like it's not just, Hey, we want to have a better date night. I wonder what a new opportunity of intimacy and a new opportunity of, so it's just really inviting you into um, beyond what you think is possible. Wow. Yeah. That's, wow. And like you said, the whole, I mean, we spent hours on that, but all right. <laughs> no, thank you <laughs> <much> for that. <laughs> that is great. Hey, just a couple more questions just to close it out because uh, this, well, I have a lot of work to do now. But um, <laughs> when, you know, Andrew, what was one time that you really felt just completely out of balance in your life? And what did you do to kind of get those things back on track where they need to be? Yeah, yeah. I think, um you know, I think it's every, for anyone that's listening, it's like every day you feel that, right? But at the same time, it's a choice you make to go, okay, cool. What would balance look like? I don't know. Like what, what is it, what does it look like for me to be in balance? And so I think I used to view the, the, the idea of balance as like one of those tipping scales where you put one, you know, a bit of weight on one side and then the other lifts up and it's like that, the balance scale. And, and I felt like I could never really get it because I'm like, I really want to spend time with my kids, but then like, we got to go on a date night and we don't want to be with our kids, you know, and it's like, I got to build my business. I got to move things forward financially. But then at the same time, it's like, but you know, there, there's a lot that's happening in my house. I got to go to the gym. I got to work out. I got to think, you know, there's, there's so much to juggle, I think is the word I would use. It's like, I'm juggling. And I think a transition I made or an upgrade I made was just like to stop viewing it as like that balance scale and to view it as like a, um, a bicycle tire. And it was interesting because when you look at like a bike wheel, within the wheel, there's spokes. And if each spoke in the wheel was something like, let's just say a pillar, like one spoke was faith, one was health, one was marriage. Faith is kind of transcends through it all. But let's just say health, marriage, fatherhood, brotherhood, business. And like when the wheel rotates, uh, the pressure that gets put on that spoke is, is, is essentially like that's where I'm putting my focus. And so the idea of balance is realizing that all of them are equal in value, that we actually value all of these pillars, that we want all of them to move forward. We want all of them to succeed, but but not bringing guilt into it where you can't do this, you can't, but it's more so, hey, it's kind of like that analogy of like when you rock home and you're been, you know, at work all day and you're on your phone and your kids run up to you and it's like, just put the phone down. Yeah. Right. It's like if I'm at my my kid's game or if I'm with my kid uh, wherever at the house, it's like this spoke on the bike wheel is being pressure. Like this is the full focus of my attention. 
And so, you know, when I, when I'm at work or when I'm working on business ideas, or if I'm having conversations with people around, like, this is exactly where I'm at. This is what I'm focusing on. And so balance I find is realizing or identifying what those spokes are in your life. And when you're actually doing them, putting that focus, putting that attention, the time, energy, effort, the resources into that. And then I would say the air in the tire is integrity. And so knowing that you can ride a bike, uh, without air in the tire, it just sucks and no one likes to do it. And you get there like super slow and it's like so much effort and it's, um, but you know, with air in the tire, it's like, man, your, your workability and the trust goes to a whole nother level. And so I would say integrity keeps those things in balance, uh, even more so. Well, that was an amazing answer. Love that. Thank you for that. Uh, one last question. Yeah. What's the cool thing you're working on today? What's the season that you're working on right now? Yeah, I, I like that question. Uh, I also hate that question. <laughs> but, uh, I would say uh, we we just bought a really cool spot in Joshua Tree, um, and it's going to be a really cool rental property. And um, the idea for this particular property is um, is great because we want to create a home where our friends can come and our families can come and people that we know can come and people that we don't know can come and experience home. And so we're neck deep in a renovation. And we're at that place where uh, it's like when you're eight months pregnant, it's like when you first get pregnant, everyone's like, no way. It's like, we're pregnant and it's amazing. We bought a house, you know, or whatever. And then uh, eight months in, some every single human is asking you, so when is the baby due? It's like, or when is the renovation done? Or when is the home? And it's like, just get this thing out of me, you know, <laughs> like I'm done. I'm so tired. I'm freaking over this thing. And so it is thrilling. It is exciting. It is new and it is awesome. And we are, um, we're right around the corner from opening that place up and to our friends and to our family and to our community. And so we're, I would say that's something that I'm working on right now, currently neck deep in it. And uh, it's cool. It's great. That's awesome, man. Well, again, thank you so much for this time today. I know I got a ton of good nuggets out of it and I will be taking notes. I have to change everything about it because it's not better. Now it's got to be new. So um, you, you created a lot more work for me and yet that's what a good coach does. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you for your time today. Um, you know, if there's anything we can ever do for you, please reach out, but man, this was great. Thank you so much. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. And if anyone that's listening wants to know more about Novus Global, you can find it at novusglobal.com or Hit, hit me up directly. You can find, well, you probably can't find me online. Based on that, of <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Reach out. It's exciting. I just want to help people create the life they want. So it's exciting. Awesome. Uh, RJ, if you want to tell them where to find uh, this, or, uh, this and all the other episodes. Yep. I sure will. So again, Andrew, thanks for your time and all of you dads out there that listen. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. And what, uh, just remember after, uh, when you listen to it, what helps us out, download it, rate it, review it, and then of course share it. Uh, so the other dads can hear these same great messages that, that we're putting out. And so we have uh, so they can listen to what Andrew has to say, cause it was fantastic. And you can uh, reach, uh, you can always find the podcast at your normal podcast outlets, Apple and Google and Spotify and directly from our website, which is the balanced You can download it there. And that's probably the easiest. If you want to reach Dustin and I, we have a, a Facebook page, uh, which is the BB dad dot, uh, or Facebook, um, dot com slash the BB dad. So you can communicate with us there, send us a message, reach out. We'd love to have conversations and keep them going and talk about all these great ideas that are coming through today. 
Awesome. Guys, well, again, let's focus on that question. What does the new look like for you? Make it a great one, guys. We'll talk soon.